Welcome back to the Fine Artist Podcast, where I teach you how to fit your money into your life goals and not the other way around. And today we're going to focus solely on baby step four. What is baby step four for Dave Ramsey? Once you've bought your house, you are now going to invest 15%, not more, just 15% uh, in your retirement accounts. Of, um, By the way, this 15% is of your total income, meaning um, it's not take home pay, it's the whole thing. Uh, and so, you know, if you make $100,000 a year, let's just say you and your wife make $100,000 a year, or you and your husband make $100,000 a year, um, you would invest $15,000. I think it's great, but you can see how th this ratio kind of compares to your lifestyle, meaning when you invest 50%, when you make $50,000, you'll eventually retire with an amount that reflects your current income. So I think there's something interesting about that idea that you're doing a percentage. I recommend 15 to 25% of your savings. I think once you go past 25%, you're hitting fire territory. You're hitting like extreme wealth territory. I do more than 25% uh, of my take-home pay because I think I do want to do fire, but that's more because of the options that I'll have. Uh, but what do you invest in, okay? It's it's pretty simple how you do this. Uh, what Dave recommends is you do your match, employer match. Once you do your employer match, you open your uh, Roth IRA for you and your spouse. And then if you still have money left over, you go back to your match uh, and then you do that. I, uh, I think, first of all, uh, if you have an HSA, I would do your HSA after your employer match. Uh, so I would do your employer match, then HSA, and then I would do your Roth. Why HSA? The thing with HSA is that if you spend any money in medicals and you keep your receipts of what you've spent, you can actually take out um, the that amount that you have in the receipts anytime. So uh, let's say, you know, right now I have, I'm just, I'm just gonna give you a random number, I'm not saying this is how much I have, but let's say I have $5,000 in my HSA. Uh, if I, something happens, I spend $5,000 uh, in medical costs, uh, what I would do personally is I would pay off that money with my emergency fund, keep the HSA in the investment, okay? And then when the time comes that I wanna take that money out, it could be 50 years from now. It could be it could be 20 years from now. I could withdraw those $5,000 from my HSA without any penalty. And guess what? I didn't pay any tax on it. It was a pre-tax investment. So I didn't get charged for those $5,000 that year when I put uh, that money in. At least I didn't pay any tax on it, which should be at least $1,000 in savings. Uh, and I think HSAs are great. I think they're better than the Roths because uh, because you can take it out tax-free as well if you spend it on the right things. So I would do HSA after that, and after your HSA, I would do Roth. I would do an IRA if you're trying to do FIRE. I still have to do that episode of um, the Roth conversion ladder. But you would do your Roth, um, or you would do your regular IRA if you're trying to retire early, uh, and then after that, you can go back to your 401k. I don't go back to my 401k because the sole fact that uh, 
the provider of the the brokerage that my wife's company use is is extremely expensive. It's a lot of mutual funds. Uh, I'm paying a crazy expense ratio, and a good expense ratio is kind of like how expensive uh, the the fund is. They take a percentage every year, so my my wife's uh, percentage is 0.25 for a a fund that barely that kind of tracks the S&P 500, but it doesn't really, but it kind of does. So that is the least, that is the least expensive uh, one I could find is 0.25, which is just ridiculous. So I instead uh, put my money into my brokerage where I do some dividend investing. I've talked about this in the past. It's, it's, it's a little bit more complicated. This is not what I recommend for anyone. This is not part of my baby steps or, or my order of operations, so to speak. Uh, I, I basically put money into a brokerage where I uh, can grow dividend stocks, stocks that pay me dividends, and hopefully someday those dividend stocks will, will pay enough to pay my rent. Uh, but that will be years and years down the road. But instead of me having a house that's crumbling, I have a healthy set of stocks that's paying for my rent. And guess what? Uh, those dividends that they're paying me, if I ever decide to just, you know, I'm tired of the stock, I just want to buy a house, I can just sell all the stocks and buy the house uh, that easily. Uh, so I, I will always have that option. But again, the stock is growing and so is the dividend payout. So that's really fun. But again, the 15%, uh, Dave here will tell you to go to a financial advisor that he recommends uh, because in his words, investing is too complicated uh, you know, like you can understand it, but you need someone who's going to teach you how to do it. I, I, that's one of the biggest disagreements I have with Dave Ramsey is just on his investing philosophy. I think you should do broad-based index funds on your own until you have a million or two. Once you have a million or two, you can go ahead to a financial advisor who believes in index funds and all the financial advisor is going to do is just going to help you with risk mitigation in terms of liabilities. He's going to help you with trust and, and he's going to help you with wills uh, a little bit and you're going to have a lawyer and all those things. But I think that's only coming after you turn 50. Uh, before that, just in, invest everything into a broad based index fund. Total stock market, S&P 500. Uh, if you want less risk, then go ahead and do a target date fund, figure out what year you want to retire. Uh, and then you just literally Google target date fund and then put that year, let's say it's 2060. And uh, Vanguard has one, uh, Schwab has one, I'm sure Fidelity has one. Make sure it's something that's super cheap, that's 0.15 or so. You know, don't get the 1%, that's a mutual fund, that's someone who's trading stock and underperforming the market. Make sure you just do someone who's kind of passively just kind of looking at it and really it's just about the asset allocation, you know, the stock to bond ratio more than it is about, you know, which funds am I, am I picking? And uh, I, I do think Dave messes up when he says that you need a financial advisor. And I, I, I don't want to attribute anything to Dave because I know he's a good person. And he's a good Christian man, but he does get money anytime you um, get one of his financial advisors. He recommends certain advisors. He screens them. I'm sure this, that's, a, that's a process in and of itself. But um, anytime he refers someone to a financial advisor, he gets a fee. Uh, and so I think, I suspect that has to do with part of it, but nonetheless, whenever you sell something, there's a conflict of interest. And um, 
And I do think that Dave has a conflict of interest when he tells you to, you know, in his words, um, go to a financial advisor because, you know, you wouldn't work on your car, you would go to a mechanic. So why would you work on your investments? Uh, and to, to which I say, um, anyone who tries to work on their investments ends up losing money. That's why we do index funds. And uh, it's not just me saying it, okay? There's studies, Warren Buffett, when he, um, when he dies and he leaves his trust, which we, will be worth mil billions of dollars, um, he's just gonna put it into an S&P 500 index fund. So do that. And uh, next time we're gonna talk about the rest of the baby steps, five, six, and seven. Why? Well, you'll find out. I'll see you then.